Jersey. Oh. Serving boys ages 8 to 18. Um, if you would like to find out more information about our organization, you can visit us at bossmentoring.org. We're on Instagram and Facebook at Boss Mentoring New Jersey. All right. Awesome. Yes. All right. Um, Alonda, we're going to say the gentleman for last.
I've heard the unrealistic vision. I did hear that. And I've also heard that you all are the microwave generation. You all have no patience. You want everything right now. You got to have it now. You don't care about the research of it. You don't care about um, 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 how, you know, to get the details in between A to Z. You just want to get from A to Z and skip all that other stuff in between. Um, I've heard, especially when it comes down to, and uh, Alanda can also speak of this, especially when it comes down to ministry and church, that millennials don't like to sit and be taught, that they definitely want to just get to the title and the, the stage and the popularity. And so we got a variety here tonight, and I'm excited about that. So let's have a conversation. Y'all heard what Alyssa said. Y'all heard what I said. Who wants to start? Uh, Iron. <laughs> Y'all like, whoa. Oh, okay. Um, can I add to that? Yes. Um, 
in terms of us being the microwave generation, I just feel that we're, we don't place, or we don't focus a lot on tradition. I think we find our own unique ways to help to address a lot of the same issues. Um, we've all heard the, 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 the same, um, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results is insanity. And I think our generation, we're just trying to find different ways to address the same issues that continuously arise time time after time after time. Um, just speaking in terms of from the educational realm, uh, you get tired of being the youngest teacher, but because I'm the youngest teacher, and I'm in, because I'm the youngest teacher, you expect me to just sit back and listen. When in reality, because I am close in age to this generation that we're teaching, you might want to listen to me a little bit more because I can connect with these kids on a level that you can. And mm-hmm. I can connect with these kids, and, and I have experiences, shared experiences with these kids that you don't. So instead of expecting me, because I'm the youngest one in the room, expecting for me to just sit back and shut up, you might want to, you know, ask me to speak up a little bit more because anyway, we won't sit back and shut up anyway. And that's the thing. Because we know we don't have to. Because that's one thing about people speak on things that we don't know about. And I think that's the issue. Some people assume, you know, millennials always have something to say, but also, like uh Alanda said, a lot of us are more educated as well. So a lot of us speak up on things because we know a lot about these things, and just because we're young, we're not gonna just sit back and allow you to have it. Oh, okay. We have something to, to contribute to the conversation we're going to because a lot of us, even though we're young, we put in the work to be able to. Ooh. Okay. Well, just to piggyback on they came up, they came out swinging. They did, right? Like, come on now. Y'all, listen, this is the millennials, though. I love them. I love them. Yeah, just to piggyback on what Iran and Alonda was saying, I don't really feel like it's an entitlement thing. I feel like we are a progressive generation. Um, we're definitely breaking barriers, yes. um, especially with the education piece. Personally, me, I'm a first generation college student, so college graduate. So um, the things that my mother and father were doing, I'm trying to be bigger and better. Um, and basically break those generational curses that you know some people are so tied to. So I think it's really essential that you know we do work hard. Right. But a lot of people that are older than us are kind of stuck in old ways. But like like everyone said, like we're we're trying to work smarter and basically fix things that our issues are still occurring and just trying to build and be better as a generation. So how do you all deal with, I mean, y'all really, y'all really telling some stuff here today and I'm, I'm loving it. How do you all dealing with, let's deal with this civil unrest with the millennials and all that's going on um, with regards to, and they, in, 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 in the news, when you read a lot of times, you find out that it's more so that millennial age group that is, that wanting these statues to come down, um, wanting all this big change, y'all, I mean, y'all like, Y'all in the forefront of like organizing, you know, marching, you know, we got some older ones. Don't get me wrong. There are older ones that are doing it as well and, and, are, and are effective in doing it. But what are, where do you all stand f- with regards to all this civil unrest in um, our nation? Because a lot of times they say millennials don't want to deal with the past. Y'all don't want to deal with, you know, what happened with regards to slavery and, you know, how we had to come through the civil rights era and all these um, things, Jim Crow laws and things such as that. So where do you all stand with this civil rights unrest? Um, I think whenever we have conversations about millennials, 
I think that we forget the hand that the generation before us played in making us who we are. Um, there are a lot of things that my that's mom told me. That's good. Me. That's good. That's good. And then that's when good. I do the thing that she taught me to do, that's then good. she looking at me sideways. It's Generation Z only has 
um, uh, uh, about 25 second long attention span because <laughs> they've been um, raised in technology. So Z, they call it Z for zombies, zombies to technology. So they're constantly in it and their mindset and just like they, the, the example that they gave was how often our apps update. Like I can update my app like Cash App or something like that. And then it's like two weeks later, they need me to update it again. And mm -hmm. they need me to update it again. That's how quickly everything is turning over. Mm -hmm. So they're hardwired to multitask. And they gave up this task. Um, talk to your child. Don't get offended when your child is not paying attention to you when they're looking in their phones and you're having a full conversation with them. They are hardwired to multitask. So they said, have a conversation with your child. And even if they're not looking at you, they're texting, they're on Twitter, they're doing a million different things, ask them to then give you back the conversation verbatim. And I bet you that they can. And that right there sent me on this path because at the time, I was working at Big Picture Learning Academy where me and Mr. Mercado met. And it made me sit there and think about how most of our administrators were baby boomer or Generation X. Uh -huh. Our parents were millennials. These children are seeds. And how we just can't seem to connect. Mm. Because nobody is willing to come outside of their comfort zone to reach the other. Right. Oh, and they told me, this was the biggest thing that they told me, was that millennials have learned to communicate best through other vices. They're not really big on face-to-face -face communication. No. Not, you're trying to have all of the, a parent will communicate with you through a text. They will text. text. <laughs> they will you text. You don't have to do it that way, but text them. Right. Email them. Yep. They probably will be back And they you. like this. <laughs> Absolutely. 
possible. We can't reach our fullest potential if we're not happy in a position that we're in. So we don't have a problem with chucking up the deuces and saying, hey, yeah, I'm not happy in this situation. I'm not going to sit here and settle and, and, and be, remain unhappy in this situation when I don't have to. And just to piggyback off of uh, what Ivan said, I completely agree. Um, it kind of goes back to what I said earlier. Millennials will end up going through 10 to 13 different jobs and careers mm-hmm. before we actually settle into something. Okay. And we also have to understand like the times as well. During the baby boomer age, you know, they would stay at a career or a job for 30 yes. years. And be miserable. Yes. My career for the whole time.
One is curiosity, mm -hmm. individuality, financially um, stable because they forego luxury goods and stay home a little bit longer. Is that they, true? Uh, are technologically <laughs> innovative. <laughs> they get regular feedback and they're very collaborative. And I'd already spoken on right. a little book out for millennials. They really are. They have a lot of arms on solid. And I really love that about them. But what I want to talk about is their ability to blaze trails because uh -huh. tradition out the window. I think um, they have their own, you guys seem to have your own mindset. And I know for sure, I can remember just with my son, I'll give another example about Miles. Um, I can just remember in Miles' eyes, like he always wanted to make sure that I was happy. But I can remember when those eyes started to look a little wishy-washy, like, yo. And I can see in his eyes that it was like, my mom wants me to do this thing, but I don't want to do this thing. Like, how do I let her know that I don't want to do this thing? And I finally caught on to, to it and said to him, you know, Miles, I apologize for trying to put my greatest wishes on you and forcing you to do what it is I wanted you to do. Because that's what it is I was taught. That's how I was raised. I was raised in do as I say, not as I do, um, in a dictatorship type household where it was, it was uh, demanded that you go do these particular things. You go find a job and you stay there. You know, so when, when, I, when I started to switch lanes really heavy, my mom couldn't understand it because my mom is from a generation where you find a job, a Campbell Soup, RCA, <laughs> you know, those jobs the ones, once you got in there, you, they didn't care what you were doing. You were retiring. The, the yep. goal was to get in there. And retire. When yep. I started to make so many heavy moves, my mom was just like, what is this girl doing? I need for you to slow down. But keeping in mind that my generation, Generation X, we really have no full identity. Mm, we don't want to switch lanes like a millennial, but baby boomers raised us and they're telling us to stay put and we're kind of just nowhere. Right. Just kind of trapped in, in the middle of it. But what I really do love about you guys is your is the tradition out the window, how you have your own mindset, how it is that um, you say, this is what I want to do and this is what I'm going to do. And you guys have no problem with just jumping. That's right. Thank you. That's true. That's true. Just out the jump, and you know, worst case scenario, I'll snap my ankle, but you know, that's easily repaired. I still got insurance. I'll go and I'll figure that out, kind of thing. And that they're just fearless like that. And I think, especially the boomers, just really just give you all hell. But for my generation, I think that you guys, and I'm going to say it, you guys are what we meant to be. But because yeah. of who we raised us, who raised us. You know, we kind of had fear. We were really right. fear. That's true. That's we true. To the Board of Education and just stay there because they offered us boots and insurance. And at this particular age, I will be able to retire and I'll have a little bit of money left off the side and I'll be able to figure something out after that. But because we're kind of jammed in between, we really have no real identity. And I really do love that about y'all. I do. And when I look at, I'm going to let y'all go, but when I look at even the people who are um, commenting on our podcast, so when I look at Aaron Johnson, and then I look at, look at Sheree McConnell. Yes, Aaron. That's and I need another um, soror. And I look at, when you see movement in Camden, you see these people. And even when um, Rafia can't be 
on site, on set, your niece is there with a boss mentoring shirt. Because she's there in the process, she's there in the struggle, but somebody is there to represent. So this core group, and I think Naima Gillespie is, is a part of that whole core group yeah. of millennials that kind of show up and show out. And I just like the way that they move and how they look out for each other. They're never leaving the other one behind. And that's something that the rest of the world needs to really look at. How they lock arms and how they really take care of each other. That is commendable to me. That is to be noted. And that should be duplicated everywhere. We all should be looking out for each other. It shouldn't just be a buy black hashtag. It should always be to look out for each other. The way that they move, you know, you see a whole wave. You see one person leave the Kansas City School District and they head on over to another place, but they bust the door right open. And then you see a flood, like they they pour their, their line with them. And that's something that boomers don't do because they don't move. They get a job and they stay there until retirement and they hoard their resources. And the other thing that we don't do it because we're not even looking out for each other. Uh, Rafika, I'm sorry. Rafika. Uh, okay. Like, I agree with Amanda and Ron. Like, 
is definitely a learned behavior. You know, those seeds were planted. They didn't just appear out of nowhere. So it's just really just a matter of just taking what we learn and building on it. So this is the thing. Uh, okay, so this is the thing. You all are, I, I, love, I love your spirit because I think you all are innovative. You all are um, futuristic in your thinking. Yes. Um, you all are um, passionate in your approach. And so we've been in this pandemic. Uh, whew, right? <laughs> we've been in this pandemic for a moment and everybody is over it. We're over this pandemic. We're, we're completely over it. So because things have not been able to flow the way that you know, you all probably would like for it to have flown along with everybody else. Um, where do you all see uh, this world going after this pandemic? That's a big question. And now you can answer that any kind of way you want. Because I know, you know, um, uh, uh, Alanda, she is a millennial, but she's also a dynamic um, preacher, evangelist of Jesus Christ. I mean, she's she's phenomenal. All right. And what she does is awesome. Like everything she does, she has Jesus journey. She does phenomenal work. She is passionate about what she does. So you can answer any way you want to answer it. You know, you want to take spiritually, secretively, however, however you want to answer it. I want to hear what do y'all, where do y'all uh, see this world going after this pandemic? Ooh, that's a big question. I'll let you guys kick it off. Pandemic, 
I would say drastic change. Like summarizing those two words, drastic change. Whether it's from a, a workplace standpoint, everybody, and I mean, you can even take this into consideration as far as churches or mosques or anything religious oriented. Right now, everybody's on the same platform. Right. Ain't no mega church, ain't no small church. That's right. Ain't no huge, you know, university, the Harvard. <laughs> That's right. Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> the playing field has been left. Yes. So there's no big eyes. There's no little use. And I think that once we come out of this pandemic, we have to learn right now while we're in it to embrace drastic change and realize a lot of the things that we have established, whether it be creativity, whether it be becoming more solutions oriented during the pandemic, a lot of this stuff is going to continue to remain as we come out of it. So I think it's just becoming embraces, embraces uh, rather of drastic change. And unfortunately, a lot of people aren't there. We aren't there. But in order to be effective into where we're going after this pandemic, we have to embrace drastic change. Ooh. I also think Jenna made a really valid point on, on our comments. Um, we are seeing that a lot of things that we were told were not possible are actually possible, specifically in education. Um, it's feeding kids. We were told, you know, we, we don't have enough resources, we're throwing food away, and now it's we like, don't have to feed anybody 18 and under. Right, and right. Learning, you know, that was a myth. We don't have the capacity, right. we don't have the technological capacity, you know, to teach kids remotely. Well, we did. Right. So right. it also causes me to think, what else, you know, are, are, and, and, and a lot of this is coming from generations before us. What else are we just scared to do because we've never done it before? Right. And what else do we think is not possible because we were never placed in a situation to kind of have to make it possible? But then that goes back to the the baby boomers. You know, you have the baby boomers that are still sitting in some of these positions um, as directors, as executive, you know, directors over, you know, organizations, over companies, and there's and, and their mindset is just that we can't do that because it you know it's not possible because this was the norm and this norm has to stay the way that it's been because this works and the reality of it is is that the world is constantly re evolving and if you don't move with the 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 revolving of the world then you're going to find yourself literally on the side of the road panhandling trying to figure out what's next and just to briefly interject, just to briefly interject, statistically proven within the next five to two years, if, if not sooner, millennials will actually be the ones taking place and sitting in those seats, those executive seats, um, statistically proven. It won't be the baby boomers anymore. So again, it's about embracing drastic changes. Mm. Again, we're the largest generation. We are the most diverse mm -hmm. culturally. We're multicultural. We have to even start considering the fact, I know and everybody's on this whole Black Lives Matter, which I think is, is so awesome that we need to be talking about it, but we also need to be talking about how to get some of us as African-Americans in these seats. Yeah, yeah, yes. When we start looking at different cultures, right now, Hispanics, like, look at their birth rate in comparison Thank to you. our Caucasian brothers and sisters. We have to start thinking. All right. And so the African-Americans, look at their birth rate. change yes. and that's from again whether it be societal whether it be religious spiritual we have to start looking at things that things are getting ready to change
ways and the, and the things that are being made open and available to us now. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So what I wanted to say is the financial savvy of the board, the experience of Gen X, millennials' innovation, and, and the tech geniusness of, uh, of Gen Z could really just change the world if mm-hmm. we collaborate. Right. It's just collaborated. And I think that, and it's not even that I think, I know because I, I'm the baby of a boomer. Right. I'm the baby of a boomer. And I know for sure that tradition, my mom holds so tight to tradition. And I tried to constantly explain to her that I'm not trying to change tradition. I'm trying to expand on your Come tradition. on, that's good. Yes. If we just allow each other to expand, mm-hmm. you know, kind of just open up our minds and just sit to sit and hear each other out, we could just be fabulous. Right. It would just be amazing because if I just think about, you know, like I'll go back to Mr. Mercado because he is the one that I really know, the millennial that I know the most here. <laughs> and just sitting down with him and I can just recall, like he would just hold so tight to my words. Like he could sit down and just be like, yo, like just get lost in my words. Like he would listen people. But then when, when he started moving, he had a way with students that nobody else did right so you had to just relax the way that you felt and i would just tell people like yo chill out let him do it so what what? he has a way that we don't have right and it's because he has shared experiences with those children right he was the closest and he's the closest professional in the building to their age so he had a way with them that many of us just did and i can see from, I ain't gonna call nobody out. But <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't call nobody out. There was a large push pull because of his influence. It was not about title, it was about influence. His influence was amazing. And it didn't matter whether he had the highest t- um, title or no title because, and I will say that because. While he went on to another school, he came back for those same students to make sure that those students were good. So in that building, he had no title and still had influence mm-hmm. when he came back as a guest. So I think that if we just go ahead on and realize that the boomers know how to move some money, they know how to raise some money, they are good with a job. <laughs> we have experience, we have it. We've worked it. We know exactly where to go get it. We know how to make it work. Right. We then, hold on, my computer tried to shut down. If we then take the new ideas of millennials and all of the technology of my Troy and her generation, there's no stopping us. Right. There's no stopping us. We also, you made it easy for me in that space though, Ms. Wilds. One thing about millennials, we do need to be poured into. Like we do need some somebody at the end of the day to replenish, you know, our cup. And for me, I have to find that person. And, and at Big Picture, you were that person to where I felt like I was depleted. And when I felt, because millennials, when our mind is made up, our mind is made up. So there have been times where in the middle of this pool, yeah, at the end of the day, I'm like, you know, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. And you poured into me and you reminded me what it is, what my why was. And like you said, millennials, our heart has to be in it. So when you reminded me what my why was, you know, you that replenished me. I was ready to go the next day. You know, I went home, you know, did what I need to do to, to get myself together, but then I was ready to go the next day because I had somebody to pour into me. And a lot of millennials don't have that. Sometimes in our workspaces, we have people who are in generation before us who don't have, 
who aren't pouring into us and are instead, you know, being criticizing me. Yeah, criticizing me. Criticizing me. Criticizing me. When in reality, you know, I want to work with you. Even in our city, people who do the work in our city who are doing the same exact work, a lot of people know the older generation make it difficult for us, you know, to want to collaborate and make it difficult because you're not pouring into us. Instead, you're looking at what I'm doing and you're chastising and you're, you're constantly being critical about what I'm doing instead of trying to help me. Right. And I, we need more lists of wild. I think that's what it is. And, and I think Jenna said the same thing. We need, we need you know, more than other generation people who want to pour into us because even when I was a student teacher, my student teacher, my the person who was my mentor was in her 70s. She was in her last year in the building. Right. But she put into me and she made me realize, hey, you can have whatever ideas you want to have. You know what I mean? And she showed me that it was she showed me that it was possible. If I didn't have those people who are older than me showing me what's possible, I don't think I would be as successful or as effective as I am in the classroom. That's good. That's good. And I th- and I think it's important. I think millennials listen. I think y'all listen. I think y'all just listen. I think y'all take what we give you and then you you expand on it and you see how it can become more efficient and more effective if you were to just streamline this, you know. And so it becomes more. It becomes it becomes bigger and it becomes more global. It becomes more national, you know. Um, whereas though we might be looking at one house, y'all looking at the community. Whereas though, you know, we're looking at the community, y'all looking at nationally. When we're looking at nationally, y'all looking globally. And so y'all take what we can give y'all for those who want to pour into you all. Because sometimes the older generation doesn't want to pour because then they're jealous. There's a form of jealousy there. Because they're, you know, because they wish they could have. Is that wish, you know, that woulda, coulda, shoulda syndrome? You know, and the reality of it is, I mean, I love y'all. That's like I said, I need y'all help. Listen, I'm trying to do some, I'm trying to take this thing to the next level. I need y'all help, you know. And so it's reality of, like, listen, I can pour something into y'all because I've done went somewhere that you all haven't. But then I'm like, listen, teach me how to do this so that I can, you know, keep up. I, you know, might be loose. <laughs> Us endorsing them takes nothing away from us. No, absolutely not. I'm a big endorser. what people need to know that my love for somebody else is not them. My support for somebody else's podcast does not cancel out my podcast. Exactly. Telling another woman that she's amazing doesn't take away from us. Absolutely. Nobody wants to, largely, we're having the issue with um, people just thinking that somebody else's presence here in this situation is going to wipe them out. No. And that is right. because you still have your importance. Absolutely. What, you know, you will have your legacy, but it, it is it, it is time to begin to build successors. Exactly. Because they're coming either way. They're coming. They're coming. They're coming either way. So you can embrace it or you can kind of get pushed out and leave angrily. Absolutely. But it's bound to happen. And I think that that's what it is that we need to do. We need to lock arms and we need to begin to build successors because there will be a time they need our knowledge. They need our support. They need our love. They need our our connects in some circumstances. So if we could just begin to pour into one another because I'm promising you that I cannot do what it is that I need to do without Miles and Troy here. And that's just being honest. Because the way that they know how to work technology, once you showed me, once you showed me, I got it. Now. Yeah. <laughs> but if 
out, Troy will just be like, oh, my, this wire goes here. And be like, okay, I'm going, I'm going to the party. And it's like, she just ran in here, got herself a Pop-Tart, fixed my whole thing that I've been working on all day, and she's out to the party. But if I don't have her, if I don't have Miles' wisdom, and Miles is, I'm not a nine-to-five kind of guy, Miles. So please don't expect this of me. I need to blaze my own trail. And as a parent who was raised by a boomer, you know, it's like everybody has a nine-to-five. Are you crazy? What you got to do, bro? You need some insurance. And he's just like, right. that's not who I am. It's not what it is that I, I want to do. So I think that we are equally important and loving on each other and supporting one another and endorsing one another and building up one another does not them who we are. Right, absolutely. somewhere in the midst of this. Absolutely. I think that's key and it's essential for everybody to realize that you said something very, um, very important, um, Alyssa. You said that, you know, there has to be successors. You know, I was talking to uh, my bishop and I was explaining, we were having really good conversation and I was telling you know I said Bishop you know it's it's amazing to me I said right now we really need to um, leaders and I'm talking about leaders across the the scope of you know everywhere you know not just in church but leaders in general over the whole broad spectrum of it they need to now start looking at successors because of the simple fact if you take notice that many leaders are actually dying off they're going home to be with the lord and they're leaving here and you know one of the biggest questions that i've been asking is did they have their business in place did they have their you know what's next in place we're talking about leaving an heritage and leaving a legacy but you got to actually have something next in in place that way that people can know I need to carry this on and if you have that successor in place which is more than likely going to be you know um, a baby boomer coming up the ranks more than likely guess what they go they got to know where they're going to take this thing from because you've left you left a blueprint so they can say okay I see what this was the be the beginning stages now I can expand this to make this even more uh, profitable or even more you know impactful I can be you know more influential in this community in this society and that's what needs to happen because there has to be you know people here that says I gotta, I gotta um, make sure that my succession is knows what's to do, what to do next, and that's important. And a lot of times, baby boomers are looking for what's the next, and we gotta be, we gotta be ready for that. We're and like I told bitch, I said we're now. I, I, I listen. I didn't think I would see this this quick in my life. Whereas though there is a generational gap, I'm at the age now where I have a general. We have a generational gap. And I'm like, my God, wait, wait a minute, you know? And so I'm like, Bishop, listen, you know, you're now at the fathering stage. I'm now at the parenting stage. And, you know, and I'm like, man, where did this happen? But I'm, I wanted to embrace the knowledge, the wisdom, the, the, the um, resources, the, you know, the phenomenal thinking that the millennials actually do have. Let me tell you another thing that they said was the strongest, the strongest quality of a millennial. You guys will probably never guess, but it really makes sense. It is your regular feedback. You yes. ask people what you need coming in, 
and you let people know what it is that made you leave out. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it is your regular feedback that the world actually values, whether they like they say it or not. I found this on a whole website. That it is your regular feedback that the world absolutely loves. Mm-hmm. So people know that they have to be companies are realizing that they have to be accommodating to your needs. Mm-hmm. Because you guys will say, I need these particular things. I need these days off because you, you guys are very family-oriented. <laughs> Where we were in my generation and boomers were just like, okay, I just got to adhere to these particular guys. Yeah, and that's the truth. I my child in, in child care. And even if I have to do mandatory overtime, I'm just going to have to make a phone call, get somebody to pick up the kids or whatever it is. You guys are extremely, extremely, extremely stringent on these are the things that I in fact need. And you guys give regular feedback about the things that you need. You will give feedback. Sometimes people don't even want feedback. But you will say, this right here is not working for me right now. Like, I'm about to tap out because this is foolish. You guys always find very eloquent ways to say it. But you guys will say right in the midst of things that this is not working. We need to figure something else out. So they have value. They have actually value. Um, the world values your regular feedback. So keep giving. I have a question for y'all. Um, where are you all at right now? What is, well, two parts. One, who is your biggest influencer? And then two, what's your next? Yeah, what's your next? Yeah, right? Come on, y'all. Y'all got this. Who's your biggest influencer right now? And what's your next? Y'all millennials, so y'all, y'all always like preparing. Y'all, y'all, y'all projecting. You all are projecting. In this pandemic, you can't tell me y'all don't have some journal somewhere writing. Like <laughs> This to this. Yeah. I think I was trying to talk, but it might get me. I was speaking to myself because I was, you know, that's a good question. So I was just saying the question to myself. That's all. So I, okay, well, I, I'll pick it off. Um, I guess as far as the biggest influence right now, and this may sound really cheesy, um, probably my family. And I know that may sound kind of like no. to some people. Um, and the reason why I say that is because I've been asked, you know, this type of question a lot. Like, people will ask me, well, if you could meet anybody in the world, who, who would you desire to meet? And honestly, I have yet to really find a lot of people that just, that I'm enamored by to where it's like I have to right. be around them. Um, my family, for me, that's what... They, they influence me greatly. That's what gives me my drive, my motivation. They're consistent. Um, they provide that consistent accountability. They provide that consistent motivation. Um, as far as what is next, um, I'm, I would just say continuing to fulfill purpose. You know, um, we don't always know. Obviously, we've been taught through this pandemic that we don't know what life dishes out. Um, and it's only but so much pre- I've learned, especially in this pandemic. There's only but so much preparation you can do. You can think you have get all your done in the world. I'm gonna write this book. I'm gonna put this out. I'm gonna start this business. I'm gonna get this LLC 
right. Amen. Anybody um, else? What my biggest influence, um, and I've realized this more after his death, um, is actually my great grandfather. Um, he was, you know, patriarch. He took care of the family, but he took care of the family in a way that I've never. It was just selfless. Mm-hmm. And I've realized every day since his death that I emulate him in everything I do and mm-hmm. how I speak to my wife and how I treat my kids and, and the man that I am and who I am at work and what my reputation is. I emulate him a whole lot. So my biggest influence actually is somebody who was born in 1920. <laughs> um, and he's no longer with us, but that is the person who every single day I strive to be um, because he was just that for me and that for so many people. Um, and if I can be a fraction of the man that he was, hey, I, I mean, um, in terms of, and, and even and even in terms of his, of his relationship with God, I just want to be more like my grandpa. Um, in terms of what's next, I am going to, and, and a lot of people don't believe this. I'm afraid to a certain extent to to to, to put myself out there in certain circles. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always had aspirations to go into politics. I've always had aspirations to go into educational leadership, and I think for so long I've just been kind of you know, playing the teacher role and just doing the best that I can be and the best teacher that I can possibly be. But I, I, I now realize that I'm limiting myself and that I am not tapping into my potential. Um, so putting myself out there more socially, politically, um, and just taking on more in terms of leadership um, because I feel like I have something to offer, but I've been hiding from it for, for a long period of time because uh, I just am staying in my lane. I'm a teacher. I'm going to be a teacher. I'm going to stay in my lane. I'm going to be the best teacher I can be. But now I have to kind of branch out in order to, to to reach my fullest potential and not limit myself. Um, so that's what's next. So you're going to stop double touching. <laughs> <laughs> right? You are. I just remind myself that I am enough um, and that I have what it takes. That's good. You do. That's good. You do. Absolutely. Um, I think for me, my biggest influence is also my family, but in particular, my friends, my sister friends, um, my chicas, I call them my chicas, um, mainly because, you know, they motivate me, they also push me to be better and hold me accountable, like, if I'm not doing right, they'll call me out on it, and I think I really need people in my circle who, um, who are genuine, right. and want to see good. Um, so those, right, that is probably my big influence right now. Um, as far as with next, um, one of my goals has always been to open up private practice. I'm a licensed social, work for, social worker for the state of New Jersey. So, That's good. you know, in the future, I do want to do that. And also, like, the build on false mentor and, like, expanding it, um, making more people aware of it and serving more kids. That's pretty much my next. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would like to see you, or for me, I would like to see you um, come out. Come out. Come out. In the the front. In the front. You know what I'm talking about. Like, come out. I I didn't know until we we connected in February that you were even associated with Vault. So you, you pull, you do great things behind the scenes, but I don't think that that's what God is telling I don't, I don't think that that's what, what God has for you, for you to continue to be behind the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, all right, all right. Because <laughs> you, you know, I don't know if I want to do this today. Yeah. 
extremely powerful force. And I want you to own that. Not just because you're a Delta girl. Superpowers. But but I just think that it is your time to come out. For you, Mr. Mercado, I'm just going to say that you know that you're fabulous. You know that you're fabulous. And you know that there will be hate because you're fabulous. But there will also be 9,000 times more support than you could ever imagine because you're fabulous. So I think now is the time. It is time to start double-dutching. Yes. I know for sure that every word that I'm saying to you, I'm speaking into my own spirit. Absolutely. Because I am one of those people that is very strong behind the scenes. I am extremely, I pull, people can't even imagine. You know, for me, it's not about titles. I don't care about titles. I care about influence. And I, I can learn more from somebody laying on the street trying to get a meal out of a trash can than I can from somebody with a major title. I'm not moved. I'm not pushed, pulled, or swayed by a title. I'm, I'm moving. I move by through people's integrity. If you lack integrity, if you lack character, it is versus, it's image versus identity for me. I don't care about people's images because you can post stuff on social media, whatever. That's I'm talking right. about your heart. I'm talking about what your legacy will be. I'm talking about what you do in the dark. I'm talking about all of those things. I'm talking about, you know, heart matters. So I know for sure that you are, in fact, amazing. And because you receive some form of hate sometimes, some lot of times, Mr. Mercado, it kind of slowed you and kind of made you feel a little bit crazy and kind of stopped your, you know, your train that was running really, really fast. But now is your time. It is definitely time for you to stop double-dutching. It is definitely time. This pandemic has shown us, it has shown us that it's time out for all of that, yes. that chill. Absolutely. You know, we see that we have children who are locked in houses with abusers that are locked in houses <coughs> Like, uh, on Facebook, like, 
you know, you got your network, your network is already set. And a lot of the, you're just amazing. You're yes. just dope. You're just like super dope with statistics behind you. <laughs> look, you look, she just fell in love with you when you brought out those statistics because she loves statistics. Like she loves statistics. Like a better little panel tonight. And she was just like so sweet. Yeah, like yeah. the and it all fell in place. It did, it did. I just, I'm so excited for you all. I'm excited for your future. I'm excited for what's, what your next is going to actually look like. You know, you all have great dreams, big plans. And I believe that, you know, coming out of this pandemic is really going to usher you all into that place where you thought that you were afraid to go into, where you think, where you didn't think that you would be able to maybe start that practice two years or three years down the line, but I believe everything is going to come into alignment for you even before this pandemic. And, and you know, I believe that even now, um, and I'm feeling like really prophetic right now, so that's not, like this platform that turned prophetic, oh my God, I feel like really prophetic, right? And so I'm like, okay, so it's really, and I, you know, uh, Alanda, you know, I think at this point in time, you're really um, in the space and where the place where you're really seeing who's really in your inner circle. And so right now, you need to just focus on, okay, um, I'm going to cut this person, I'm going to leave this person, but I'm going to embrace this person because this is your time right now. Um, there are some doors that are about to come to you. You think that you have been in some, you walk through some other doors, you know, um, and I follow your Jesus journey and I, you know, and I'm not saying this because I follow your Jesus journey. I'm saying this because again, oh my word, I done got prophetic right now. <laughs> Let's have the conversation. Oh my word. Right. Um, but Hey, whatever God does it, he does it right. Whatever God does it, he does it. All right. So, um, with that being said that you are, there are some doors that are just waiting and they have your name right there, but they're just waiting for the okay. Um, and, and it's not because they're waiting, um, because they don't have the capacity to, you know, bring you in. They're waiting because of society, because of the situation that we're in, but these doors is about to just come to you. So get ready and prepare yourself. Um, there are some, there's some directions in your life that you really been wanting to change. You're like, okay, I, I did this. I'm over this. I'm ready to just do something different. And there's some people that's really trying to force you to stay in that same vein. But you really need to just go in the direction that you feel really led to go because that's the direction God really wants you to go into. So listen, prepare yourself. Get your blueprint together. Do what you know you're ready to establish. You are ready to establish. Rafika, you've been hesitating because you're saying, well, right now might not be a good time for you to do this practice. But right now is the perfect time for you to do this practice start this now i'll guarantee hear me what i tell you oh my god hear me what i tell you this is the time for you to put that thing into work into practice because now this is the time for you to you think you're doing great work with boss mentoring guess what connect your practice up with boss mentoring and then you just expand significantly with boss mentoring right now um um iron i'm telling you yes that's what i'm saying 
partner your practice up with Boss Mentoring, and I guarantee you it will blow up even larger. Uh, Irene, right now, you need to just begin to prepare yourself. You said this, and I, and that's crazy, though, because as you were talking, I said, man, I can see this guy really standing before people and putting down some layers of laws and all this you know, stuff, putting this stuff into practice. Start preparing yourself right now putting your right. platform together as to what the next election is going to look like. It is simple. All you gotta do when a registration comes open, all you have to do is just go in there, fill out that paper, pay that fee, and start running your campaign. Your platform is now already set up. You just now have to move forward and do it. And I guarantee you you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna be amazed what God does right now in your life. You're going to be amazed that that's gonna swing so and this is the crazy thing because I see that somebody else is gonna to try to come up against you but it's gonna act they're actually going to be moved. They're gonna be moved out of the way. And, and it's going to be such a, it's going to be at like at the last minute, they're going to be moved. So it's going to appear that you actually won by default. But it doesn't mean a win or a win. It doesn't matter whether or not you win by default or you win, win by a landslide. A win is a win. It don't even matter how you got there. A win is a win. So just definitely prepare yourself. But I really, oh my Lord, Jesus, oh my God. Listen, prepare yourself now. I see great things with you three individuals. I see phenomenal things. Uh, Yolanda, whatever that move you're trying to make, Start preparing for that move. You try to make a move. You want to make a move. You ready to break out. You want to go to another place, another state. Make that move. <laughs> Look at God. Look what God did to me. Look at that. Look at that. Listen. It's time. It's time. Listen. Y'all know that y'all are dope. Listen. Y'all are phenomenal. Y'all are speaking deep into your spirit somewhere. Oh, my God. Jesus. Kind of because I was nervous about tonight. I was nervous about hopping on tonight. Oh my um, God. <laughs> I'm like, tell me, I'm like, I'm trying to tell y'all to turn it off. Listen, don't turn it off. Oh my God. Listen, I'm telling y'all, I feel the presence of God here. I feel what God is actually. This is, listen, listen. Don't wait for this pandemic to be over and start moving now in the pandemic. In the pandemic, all things are possible. I'm telling you, this is the time. This is the time not only for the African-American community, but this is the time for those that are saying, God, I've been waiting. I've been wondering, should I, should I, should I? And God is saying, absolutely, yes. He is granting yeses on today. He is granting access on today. If you want access, this is access right here. This is access. So listen access i'm telling you i'm telling you for the next seven days when you get up every every morning you get up and listen this goes for you as well this goes for you as well every morning you get up i want you to say god grant me access grant me access grant me access and y'all gonna watch what access is going to come to y'all i'm I, listen god has been dealing with me with access i told god for the last three days i said god i need access i need you to grant me access and everything that i wanted him to grant me access with i even got an email on today for something that is coming up y'all listen i got it. and i was like oh my gosh this lady said yes and listen, I'm going to tell you right now, she said her fee was literally $5,000. I said, ma'am, I don't got $5,000. I'm so sorry. I'll catch you on the next go around. 
And guess what? I woke up today. I said, Lord, I need you to grant me access. And I had an email. She said, you know what? I'll do it for what you asked for, for what you said. So much significantly lower than $5,000. So listen to Epson. God, grant me access. Lord, we done turned this into a church. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know what? I think that is what, as a millennial myself, that is what a lot of us are missing. Because going away to college, a lot of people don't realize I was on HBCU, I'm a people think it's a party school. One of the things that kept me grounded was my connection and was my participation in religious life. Yes. And when I when that part was missing from my life was when I was at my lowest. Ooh. So wow. this reminded me that you can't have purpose, you can't have anything without that foundation. And remember what that foundation is, and that foundation yes. is my connection and my relationship with God. So just it might seem small, but the conversation is exactly what I needed because that piece, I, you know, I pray, you know, but something's been missing, and I and I that that piece right there, that connection, that that intentional time with God every single day yes. is what it is that I'm missing. And I think in this this space is what reminded me of that. Yes. So, so thank you for this space, and thank you for you know this conversation, and Ms. Wise, thank you for even you know thinking about you know having me on the panel. I needed this. You know, you know, more than you know, I need that. Wow, that's awesome. I'm glad it's happened. Yeah. Listen, let the church say amen. <laughs> All right. This turned out great. It is. So I just, I just, I just, I hope that you guys will take this, leave this conversation knowing how necessary you are, how great we view you, how much you are loved, and how much yes. the world Yes, absolutely. How much the world needs your innovation, how much the world needs your tech savvy, how much the world needs your feedback, and how much the world needs your, what else do y'all do? Collaboration. 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 Like, we absolutely need that. And there are going to be times where you, you're met with frustration, no doubt, because there are people, again, who feel like you coming on board with all their shine. It's okay. Just continue to shine anyway. Yes. We need we are we are dying for your expertise. We can't move if we don't have the right puzzle pieces. There are some things that will never be complete without a you. Yes. So Absolutely. please go in and be exactly who you are and stop being fearful. That's this right. is your time. Because I don't know where along the way you you know you started to rethink some things because you've been fearless all of this time. For you, Mercado, I know exactly what was going on with you because it was happening to us all. But I'm glad that you've gotten into a, a safe space where you are in fact appreciated and you're valued and they use you for all of the great things that you, you were able to do. But don't stop there. It is your time. And please grab Rafia's hand, please. And bring her outside. She thinks that you're just going to continue to control the world. Oh, God. You need to come on my side. You're trying to push me to talk. Girl, you're trying to push me to talk. Push me to speak every time you need to talk. That's your thing. Yeah, that's your thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Come outside play. So, what are some last words? What are some last words from y'all? We want to hear y'all last words, millennials. We, that's what we want to hear. Um, this was great. Um, Alyssa, thank you so much for inviting me. Like, we're so wrong on that shit. And 
text a friend of, you know, for your words of encouragement. Like, that's definitely what I needed to hear, too. So, to me, it's all confirmation. For real. Um, I'm yeah, but, awesome. hey, you know, my millennials, we rock, keep doing your thing. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, they're like, listen, we gotta stop the 
do. We gotta go. We gotta go. It's good. Y'all right? Cut, cut it down. Boss mentoring, go ahead and like boss mentoring. 
follow her, like her, support her. So if you need some additional information, y'all need to put it in the comments. Yes, exactly. Jesus Journey. Tell us about Jesus Journey, Alonda. Uh, Jesus Journey is, our, our mission is very, very simple. We desire to inspire unbelievers and encourage believers while sharing our testimony and our relationship with uh, Jesus Christ. So you can follow us there at Jesus Journey Movement on Instagram or follow my page if you need more information. All right.